0: Make sure to subscribe, share with your friends, and enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome back to the episode. Guys, this week's episode for part two of this little pornography series I've been doing is going to be all about my story and as well as how to fight temptations uh, with pornography as well as, it's like a three part in this episode, as well as I'm going to be answering your guys' questions that you asked me on Instagram. I don't want to sound like one of those social media people. It's like, you asked me questions, so I'm going to answer them. No, I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> um, But I did want to see what kind of questions you all had, and so I will be answering those. So if you haven't already listened to part one, it's called The Truth About Pornography. I highly recommend you go back and listen to that. Um, In part one, I talk a lot about the facts and truths about pornography. And I just really dove deep into uh, a lot of those facts. Because I believe that for us to be able to fight against this new drug, the new, you know, version of the drug in our generation. Um, We need to know the facts. We need to know how we can fight against what this is exactly, who's behind it. And so, yeah, if you would uh, love to go back and listen to the episode, that'd be awesome. Um, But if you just want to listen to part two and just dive in, that's fine too. It's totally up to you. All right. So enough rambling, because we all know I can do that very easily. So let's dive in. So my story with pornography, it started when I was 14. I started walking down this journey. But then when I was 15, I started watching the full videos of pornography on the more, um, quote, popular websites, I guess you could say. So the first time I was introduced, I was in Arizona with my family when I was 14, and I felt really insecure about my body at the time. I felt like I was ugly. I felt like I was fat. I was thinking about the girls back at home since we were out of town, and I was just like, man, I'm just not as beautiful as they are. And so all these insecurities were really attacking my mind. This one day, I remember exactly where I was at. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to pull away and just watch some YouTube videos to kind of distract myself or learn how I can be more beautiful. You know, those type lies that you hear in your head sometimes. And so I took my tablet and I went away and I searched up on YouTube. Um, videos of girls in bikinis, which then led to people making out. And it wasn't full-on pornography, but it's these things that a 14-year-old should not watch because it can start leading somewhere else. So they had clothes on, um, but it was still pretty inappropriate to watch. And I was right in front of a window. I was outside and my dad caught me and I told him the truth of being really insecure. And that I was watching these videos and that I just, I was thinking all these thoughts. He spoke truth into my life, but still, it was a kind of awkward conversation because you don't want to be caught by your parent. So you would have thought I learned from that scary moment of being caught, but no, when I was 15, so back at home now. I was a really insecure girl still. I mean, I was trying to fit in with everyone and anyone, specifically the popular girls, because I also wanted to be noticed by the guys like the popular girls were being noticed by these guys. I always felt like I wasn't seen by guys or girls for that matter. I felt like the odd one out and I just wanted to feel loved and known. Not that I didn't feel loved and known by my parents, other family members, or even friends, but there was a piece of me that I wanted it from someone else, a guy specifically. And I know this is very, very common for girls. We just want to be known. We want to be held. We want to be loved, feel seen. It's just that The way that God created us is to have that feeling of, I want to be known. And that's where I talked a lot about in part one, that we have to find our satisfaction in the Lord first. And that's where all of these roots, this is where it lies that, you know, if it weren't for pornography, you would probably turn somewhere else to try to satisfy you in this area. So you have to figure out the root. And for me, that root was wanting to be known by a guy. I wasn't allowed to date at that age and there was a guy at my Bible study, or not currently, but (laughs) during that time it was currently, and I really, really liked him. And since I wasn't allowed to date him and my hormones were starting to blow up and I just wanted to be held and feel seen and feel loved, I started watching YouTube videos again of people making out. And I thought it wasn't a big deal because they're just making out their clothes, you know, all that stuff. Then I branched over to Netflix and I started watching romance movies, which really gets your heart going, especially at age 15, which then led to starting to be really curious about sex, even though i had already known about it, had the conversation with my parents, all of that. I became more curious because I saw these romance movies and it gave you the butterfly feels and I wanted to know more. And so I looked up pictures, which then led to looking up videos, which then led to stumbling upon websites that no one should fall upon, such as Pornhub. Most times I watched these videos because I was bored. I wanted to feel loved like I said or it was late at night and my flesh was just taking over my spirit in my mind. The sad thing about this guys is I didn't really feel like I was doing anything wrong. I knew Pornhub and these other websites like that were bad but even though I was on these websites watching these videos I would cover the screen just a little so I just saw them making out and I knew kind of what was happening but like I didn't see them naked or anything else happening, but each time I watched these videos, I wanted to see a little bit more, a little bit more, so I'd start sliding my hand down until I saw everything, and my flesh truly, truly took over. I became addicted, and this is what I shared about in part one. Pornography is truly a drug. You want more. You get addicted. You start out little and you start wanting more and more and more. And that's why they have paid subscriptions on these websites. Because um, an amazing website called Fight the New Drug said that a lot of majority of people, because it is like a drug, you do get addicted to it. A lot of people do start out small with the videos. And because they want more, because they want more intense things, because they see, oh, This isn't fulfilling me anymore like it used to then they start paying for these subscriptions so they can see more intense videos And so it really is a drug you do become addicted to it. And that's what happened to me Thankfully, I didn't go down the route of trying to pay for it because I knew I would be caught but anyway, that's a whole different thing (laughs) Um, But watching these terrible videos made me feel some sort of love for a small instance But little did I know that wasn't truly love romantic movies even with a little sexual scene in it and then pornography it made me feel like i was being fed with love and attention and let me tell you all how evil and perverted having those thoughts are thinking that watching other people make out or having sex just to make you feel loved is a trap and a lie from the enemy and to be honest it's pretty selfish i mean you're i talked about this in part 1 you're you're basically watching people if you're watching pornography you're watching people who are For the most part, sex traffic and you're taking pleasure from it. That's very selfish and very wrong. Another lie from the enemy is if I covered up some of the screen, then I wasn't, quote, technically watching porn because I wasn't seeing anything. Those are complete lies from the enemy. He will use those thoughts of, oh, this isn't that bad, or, oh, this will make me feel better, or, oh, I'm not going out and having sex with someone or sneaking behind my parents' back and having a boyfriend. So, this technically is better because I'm obeying my parents, right? But the things of this world cannot fulfill you. And these lies, they are lies. They are not truth. They are from the father of lies. The enemy truly has traps everywhere that we all can access and see or participate in. And you feel like you can't get out once you have started walking down that path. Some people, it is pornography. Sometimes that is their trap. Some others, it could be having sex before marriage. It could be doing drugs. It, You know, it literally could be anything. There are traps everywhere, so we have to keep our eyes open. We have to be aware. At this point, after watching these videos for several months, which led up to years of watching them off and on, or sometimes days in a row— I had to stop and I had to start a detox. I mean, when you get off of a high powerful drug that you were addicted to, your body has to go through a detox to flush out what is still left in your system. You have to then find accountability partners or groups and then you have to find something else that you can distract your mind when tempted to fall into that trap again. The same thing is with pornography. I have said this many times that it is a drug. I mean, people call it the modern day drug. You have to go deeper and deeper into it. and then you might start off small like I did and then you feel innocent thing about it and you just feel like it's not a big deal. But then once you get more into it and you start realizing that this doesn't satisfy me, you try to get up to those higher videos. And so we have to take this new drug and handle it the way you would with like other drugs. Um, And so that's, that. yeah, that's exactly what you have to do here. And so just want to wrap up a little bit more of my testimony that um, sharing with with all of this, like every time after I watched videos, I would feel so gross in my body. Like once I turned off the screen and my mind just felt so messed up. And then I had all these visuals in my mind and I just felt so um, evil inside or just really gross and perverted. And it just was not a fun feeling. And then I would be extremely angry towards my family. I would just be just really angsty and angry and I wasn't coming to God to feel fulfilled by these truths that he wants to speak into my life and feel fulfilled by his love. And so because of that, I did feel angry and I did feel angsty. And that's what these traps of the enemy does to us when we aren't finding that true love, that true source of joy, that true peace, whatever may be in the Lord then of course it makes sense we're going to feel angry. Of course it makes sense we're going to feel angsty or stressed or anxious or um, lead to depression because the things that are not of the Lord, the things that are of the world and of the enemy are not going to fulfill you. They're going to leave you empty and they're going to leave you feeling these other emotions that you don't want feeling. So altogether, it's just a terrible thing to walk down. At this point, I felt like I needed help, but I realized that what it was doing to me and to my mind was something far deeper than I actually thought was going to happen. I realized I was actually watching porn and not just watching a video Was seeing, you know, what truly was going on. I had gone way too far into watching these videos. I had sneaked about um, behind my parents' back and I was lying to them and I just, it was very sneaky. I was scared of telling my parents because I was afraid I was going to be judged, disciplined. My tablet would be taken away, which was what I was watching the videos on. And I just felt like I was going to be seen as a terrible daughter. That's what the enemy tries to do in your head. And that's what he's been trying to do since the beginning of time. In the garden with Eve, he told her, oh, if you eat this fruit, you'll be like God. So Adam and Eve ate it and then instantly felt shame about it. And they felt shame about their bodies because they saw they were naked. And they no longer saw this as a beautiful thing, but they felt shame. And they especially felt shame when they heard God's voice. They tried to sneak around him and try not to get caught. That's how it is with watching porn. You think it's fine because you hear that it's fine or maybe you're not. You know, technically watching it when you are like what I was doing, but then you instantly feel shame afterwards. What I had seen was now starting to clog up my mind for everything. I had visuals in my head. I would dream about this and then I would wake up from that dream, instantly feeling this temptation or feeling gross inside. And when I was standing close to a guy, I felt like I had these terrible thoughts regarding my brother in Christ. So imagine how a 16-year-old now was trapped into her mind with all of these clouding up her mind, and now she has to tell someone so that she can start healing and start walking out of this trap. It was really, really hard to come to this point that I needed to be honest with someone. So one day, I decided to go on a walk with my mom, and I decided to open up to her about everything, how I was sneaking behind their backs, how I was lying to my parents, and how long I had been watching these videos. My mom listened the whole time, and by the end of the walk, she looked at me and said straight into my face, "I'm glad you told me, let's pray." And we prayed, and then she spoke some truth into my heart. She said, "Okay, how can I help you fight against this?" My mom was one of the strongest people that helped me get through this time, and which I'm really grateful for, and I know a lot of people don't have that. So if this is you, if this is you struggling with pornography and you don't feel like you can go to a parent, sibling, whoever, find someone you can trust that you can go to. Maybe it's someone at your church. Maybe it's a a close friend. Maybe it's a cousin, an aunt, an uncle, you know, someone that you truly can trust and you know is not going to judge you. Because if you find someone who's going to judge you, to be honest, they're probably not the right people to tell because this is not something to be judged it's a very situa- very serious situation and the enemy wants you to feel judged and feel shame and so maybe that's not the right person to go to if you feel that way so i had a 3 year break with not watching porn and then one summer when i was 18 i watched two videos and thankfully i stopped after that i started watching them because i wanted to be prepared for when i would have sex someday which is also another lie that i've heard a lot of christians um like here in their head especially if they've never had sex before and they feel like you know they want to know what to do whenever they are married that by watching these videos it's not that bad because it's preparing them and it's showing them like what to do i personally did not want to let my husband down i wanted to know um and i just i wanted to be taught exactly what to do but like i've said this is not true love and this is not the way to figure out what to do once you enter the marriage bed. This is a big fat lie. Go to the root first and um, figure out why you feel this way. For me, it was wanting control and I didn't trust God. Um, And so I know now that, you know, in the future, whenever it's my time to get married, and I want to speak this into y'all's life too, that, you know, One day in the future, if you believe like, hey, this is my person or you're engaged and you just, you know, you're getting married soon, then that is the time to go to a trusted person, a parent, mentor, close, wise friend, maybe your pastor, your pastor's wife, and And ask questions. And hopefully it will be a person, like I said, that you trust. But also a person that is willing to be honest and open about having sex. But don't turn to porn. Don't turn to romance movies. Don't turn to YouTube. Because all of these industries, specifically Hollywood, has twisted what this is. And by watching those videos, you are not going to learn what true love is. Truly, you're going to learn the opposite. So don't turn to those videos. There are two lies that are very common regarding pornography. The first one was the first lie I heard, which was basically making an excuse or numbing what the problem actually is. The thoughts I heard was, oh, you're not watching all of it, so it's not a sin. Or you're not disobeying your parents by having it or by watching this because you're not sneaking around and having a boyfriend. This is a sinless way. You are able to still get those feelings out without actually sinning. That's what I thought. That's, that's the lie I heard. Or the second lie is, which unfortunately the church has made very common in the minds of believers, is sex is dirty. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. And then once you're married, oh, it's good. It's good. It's good. But if you watch these videos or if you even think these thoughts, then you should feel so guilty until you're married because then it's fine. Here's why this is a lie. It is true that porn is bad. Yes, of course. I hope you all understand that I am very passionate about this. I know and believe it is very bad and it's a sin. But sex is a beautiful thing. And when it is done in the right context, which is after marriage, and, you know, truly with someone that you know loves you and you love them, and you're seeking to love the Lord above all, then that is where the beautiful thing of this whole, you know, thing is. (laughs) And the other side of the lie is the guilt and failure, which yes, maybe you watch these videos, but Romans 8.1 says, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That doesn't give you an excuse to watch these videos or to participate in any other sin, but it does remind you that though you fall into this trap, you are forgiven, you are set free and you are a beloved child of God whose Abba does not hang over you this sin and this guilt and this shame, but he cast your sin as far as the East is from the West. So if you are tempted to watch these videos or you are currently watching them, try to think about your brother, your sister, friend, or cousin being in these videos. I mean, don't think about it too much because that would be too far, but just think about them being in those videos and then strangers watching them. I know if I had thought about this and then if I'd known all those facts that I shared in part one, I truly, I honestly don't think I would have watched these videos because if I think about someone I love or think about these poor girls that are being forced into this, I just feel so gross inside and just so upset. It truly saddens my heart and it puts things into perspective. So I would encourage you to do the same. In my last episode, the part one, I talked a lot about people in these videos being forced into human trafficking Um, which means, like I said, you're watching this slavery taking place, and then you're taking enjoyment in it. And so when I think about this, and when I think about these people being real humans, it truly makes me disgusted. Here's the harsh truth that I shared in part one that I'll share again. Porn might fill the blank space of your loneliness, boredom, But it's only going to be temporary. It's not actually fixing the root issue, which for many pornography consumers is a lack of connection they feel with others, wanting control in their life, or just sheer boredom. Single folks, you all have the option to choose to spend time doing things that will make you feel fulfilled by serving God. Or you can have this little temporary fulfillment that pornography provides when truly it's not fulfillment. Now we get it. No one likes to be alone, but there are plenty of awesome ways to fill your day that will make you feel more connected and more satisfied than pornography ever will. Trust me, there are outlets that are so much better than pornography. And trust me with this, the Lord will fulfill you, but you have to turn to him. Truly, with a sincere heart, you have to turn to him. So I had a poll on my Instagram to have people ask questions regarding this subject and so right now we're going to turn into those questions. So I'll be going through one by one um, and then answering those. So the first question I got was, how does watching pornography affect you in the long run? So repeated consumption of porn causes the brain to literally rewire itself. It triggers the brain to pump out chemicals from the nerve pathways, leading to profound and lasting changes in your brain. I mean, that's scientifically proven. Fight the New Drug said porn was actually overpowered the brain's natural ability to have real sex. Why? It's because, well, this doctor, Dr. Norman, a researcher at Columbia University, explains that porn creates the perfect condition and triggers that release the right chemicals to make lasting changes in your brain, which then affects having real sex in the future. But we know that Jesus said in Matthew 6, through 23, the lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. This is a perfect destri- description of what happens when you choose to view pornographic material. It brings darkness into your body because you're watching it through your eye. So yes, it does affect you in the long run. But where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. So this thing that you've been participating in watching, it does not hang over your head. You just have to fight harder, sometimes against those thoughts or the temptations. For me, um, I, you know, obviously, as I've shared, um, I did watch those videos. But um, when I officially walked away from them and then I started having those temptations again when I was 18 and then walked away from that, you know, it does, those temptations or those thoughts do come back once in a while. I do have dreams once in a while of, um, yeah, just of these type things. Um, so it, it does affect you. But for me, I don't think I had gone down the path as uh, much as some people. So for me, I, you know, I've been really just focusing on, okay, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I have been set free. This thing I don't have condemnation from, I have no shame. I've been forgiven. And the verse in Psalms that says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. That's a verse that I really, really focus on because when these thoughts try to come or when these dreams that I have that I wake up from or whatever, which by the way, does not happen as often as it used to probably like, I don't know three times a year, maybe it's not that much anymore. It's because I believe that the Lord has set me free from this. And the reason that they come back is because the enemy is just trying to slide right back in there. He's trying to get my flesh and it doesn't work. I am a child of God. I've been set free. And those are things that I have to speak over myself. And so I believe that yes, though it does, and it may affect you in the long run, especially if you've really gone far down this path, but you can have freedom and you can be set free from this because that's what Jesus desires to give to you. So the next question is, what do I turn away from to fight these temptations? The first thing is repent to the Lord. Be honest with him. He can take it. (laughs) Tell everything to God. Be honest with the reasons why you were doing it and just lay it down before the Lord. I had to be honest with God and I had to tell him that I didn't feel satisfied by him, how I felt ugly, unwanted, unseen, and not valuable. In Psalm 32, 5, it says, I acknowledged my sin to you and my iniquity I did not hide. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Your confession must come with a broken heart that shows that you truly want to repent, that you are ready to turn away from your sin. You're not doing it just because you feel like you have to, but it's, it's genuine. It's true. Repentance means to turn around. When you have a habit of sin in your life, it is like getting a car and driving away from God. When you repent, you stop moving away from God and you turn around to face Him eye to eye. And through his power, it starts moving toward him again. He starts moving your car towards him again. First John 1, 9 tells us if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You may not be free from this desire to commit the sin again, but you can be free from the crushing weight of guilt and shame. Step two is get rid of the temptation. Not only do you need to remove every trace of pornography from your home, your office, wherever you are getting it, but you also should have practical tips to start putting those barriers between you and these sources. I mean, for me, I put restrictions on all of my devices, but you can pay a monthly service that is called Covenant Eyes or Bark to also keep those websites blocked. Then you can give the login information to a parent, to a friend, to a mentor. And whenever you try to get back on those sites, it will notify that person. And to be honest, I would go that route. It's uh, very handy. I personally don't have those. Um, I was able to find restrictions just by going through settings on my Apple devices. And I put in random numbers and I don't remember them whatsoever, um, but I highly recommend paying for these um, restriction-type companies because I feel like it's more accountable. Um, Someone also asked, is imagining the images just as bad? And I would answer yes. You may not be watching it, but still participating in pornography if you are imagining it. Now, I had a problem with um, trying to quit. Like, it, it was difficult Um, And then every time a thought or image came into my mind, it was hard. But honestly, I would just have to pray that, God, you guard my mind and then find something to distract me. I would watch a movie, read a book, get together with a friend, um, go on a walk with my sister, just something to get away from that. Um, And like I said, I've been set free from those images. And so I know that others can be set free as well. Step three is find an accountability partner. My accountability partners were my mom, my sister, and my best friend at the time. So I would encourage you to ask your accountability partner to check in with you at any time, day or night. Tell them to ask the hard questions, to not be awkward, to not hold back. Just help them or tell them to be bold with you. You can give them the login info for the app, like I said, so that it notifies them. And just be honest and be real with them. And like I said before, that if you have someone that you feel like would judge you for telling you that or telling them this, then they're not the right person to be that accountability partner. Step four is build biblical truth into your life. Most of the time, those who watch porn are trying to fulfill a void in their mind, in their heart. For me, it was wanting a guy and listening to the lies about my body. So I started looking up Bible verses regarding those two categories and I put them literally all over my wall and in my war room. Every morning I would read Ephesians 6, which this is what Ephesians 6 says. And I like had motions. It really helped just stick it in my mind. Um, And now I've memorized this whole passage. Um. Just because I literally spoke it over myself for two years straight. (laughs) It was crazy. Every day. It was insane. But God is so good. Okay, so this is what it says. Finally, be strong in the Lord in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God that you might be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. And then verse 13 through 17 says, Therefore, take up the full armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand firm. Therefore, stand firm, having fastened this belt of truth. So I put a belt on me and I would say, okay, Lord, I know who I am in you. And I would have these verses that I would just start speaking over myself of what God says about me. then it says, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. So I put on this breastplate of righteousness. And then as the shoes of your feet, having put in the readiness given by the gospel of peace. I would take my bible then I would act like I'm putting on shoes and I would say all right lord I'm ready for the gospel of peace I have peace in this area I do not need to be anxious about guy situations or not being popular because you have given me a spirit of peace in all circumstances take up the shield of faith so I would act like I'm grabbing my shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and I would swing that thing around because that's truly what pornography is there arrows from the evil one, they're darts with darkness, with lies, with death in them. And they are ready to come and steal, kill, and destroy you because they know you are a strong warrior of God. But if you hold this shield of faith, this, um, this, yeah, the shield of faith that you know who you are and you know that God is real and that he will give you strength to fight this battle, then those darts, those flaming arrows will not even come close to you. And then it says, and take up the helmet of salvation. So I would put on this helmet on me and the helmet of salvation. I love because pornography, it all really begins in the mind. And so if you're putting on this helmet of salvation, you know who you are. You know that, you know, what God did for you by sending his son to die on the cross. Like, you know, these things, you know, that you have been set free, that you are victorious, that you're joyful, that you're transformed, that you're dignified and that you're favored and that God looks at you with so much love. It all begins in the mind and it helps you fight off those thoughts of um, wanting to turn to pornography. And then it says, take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So like I said, pray, pray, pray. Y'all, this is a battle. We are soldiers, but we are also warriors. And this is an addiction that the Lord will help you. You need only be still. And know that he is God, that he is the one who's victorious. You aren't victorious, but it's because he who lives in you that you are victorious. Open the word and be honest with him and let him give you the strength to fight. There was another question that said, can you quit cold turkey? I think it depends on the person, the situation, how long you've been addicted, and if there are healthy habits that you are already trying to incorporate into your daily life to exchange it with. As I mentioned before, the scientific proof of addiction and what it does to your brain um, is pretty serious, but everyone is different. I mean, for me, I quit cold turkey, but then I did have several temptations and I did have thoughts and dreams. Um, And so... I also, I didn't mention this, but I did try to get on those sites again, but my restriction stopped me multiple times. So I did try to fall into the trap again um, several years ago when I was 18 um, when I watched a few of those videos. So it definitely does take time to heal. But like I said, everyone is different. There's no set formula formula for stopping. Um, so truly, I would just recommend set small goals and then have those small victories because you set small goals. If you set too big of goals and then you f- kind of fail or not fail, but you don't meet them, um, then you feel really awful about yourself. So set small goals, have those small victories, and then it'll build your confidence. You have to be honest with yourself and you have to find those triggers and what the root problem is. I was talking with a friend the other night about this and I told them this, imagine yourself being in the battlefield. This friend of mine, they love the military. I love the military. So having these images really, really helps me. So imagine yourself being in a battlefield. You think you're ready to continue forward. So you pop up and you start running in the battlefield trying to fight the enemy. Well, obviously you're the only target. So he sees you, he attacks you, boom, you're out. Instead, God calls you to be patient. He tells you, okay, you need to you know, train. You need to build up with your team. You are not alone, but you got to be patient. You can't just go for it. You have to guard yourself and guard your mind. You have to wait, prepare, train, build a team, like I said. And then when he says go, you go. But it's only after you've prepared, then you're actually ready to fight. So that's my answer. If you can quit cold turkey, have those things that you're ready to fight with. So the next question was, what are good escapes that are healthy and enjoyable from this temptation? For me, when the temptation would arise, I would grab my Bible, get away from my tablet, and read the Word. I would go outside, then I would find a book and go away from my devices. I would play an instrument, I would turn on worship music, or I would journal what I was truly feeling in that moment. Some other suggestions would be go for a walk, go and grab a cup of coffee or tea with a friend go call a friend or a family member, ask someone to hang out with you that you maybe would like to get to know better, cook a good meal. Um, a lot of people said that the um, like the dopamine feelings that you have in your mind regarding pornography and wanting to go into that temptation, that a lot of people have found that cooking a meal or going for a walk release those same dopamine feelings but it's not in the way of pornography. It's doing these healthier activities. And then I would just say, you know, pick up a, a fun sport or a new hobby and then set up yourself for success by removing any temptations to watch pornography. The next question is how to talk about the struggle comfortably with others. I don't know why I said it like that. Sorry. <laughs> comfortably, um, comfortably with others. Here uh here I can't speak y'all. I've been speaking so much. Here are a few things my family said to me and ideas that I thought of when I researched regarding all of this. Okay, so here are oh, which by the way. Um talking about this struggle in a comfortable way. Is I, I love that um, this person phrased it this way because this is a conversation that a lot of people think is uncomfortable. It's awkward, but I think we need to make it something that is not awkward that we need to talk about it in a way that's like, hey, you know, I know you struggle with this, but I'm going to be there for you. And so that's why I share these things is um. There are like little sayings that you could say that would make the other person feel more comfortable, which makes this situation feel more comfortable. And they are, I love you and I'll stay by your side to help you with this fight. Often one of the greatest fears of those involved with pornography is that their family, their spouse, or loved ones will abandon them because of their weakness. So assure them that you stick by them and help them to overcome this. Remind them that they are not alone, that you are on their side, and just like their savior, you love them, and that won't change. You can say, thank you for trusting me with this. It takes an incredible amount of trust and courage to tell you about their struggle, Um, and so don't betray that trust instead remind them who they are a son or a daughter of God and that you love them and that God loves them above all. Next one would be, uh, what would be most useful for me to do in order to help you overcome this? Of course you want to help them, but the way that I think you need to help them is just, um, let them know that you're willing to be there no matter what. Um, and just ask them how, how best, you can help them, how best you can cater to their needs. So when they feel like they're receiving needed help, um, it's much more likely to be a healthy and good process. The next one um, is just, like I said, don't make things awkward. And these, these things can make it feel more comfortable, but um, they're already struggling. So just bring peace. Um, make them realize that you won't leave them despite this, that you are a trusted person. And part of the reason that um, people do feel awkward about this is because it is regarding sex. And so just make them realize like sex is a beautiful thing, but it's within context as as well. So if you have fallen by watching these videos, take the opposite approach and don't make it awkward about sharing your struggle with others. We all can um, work together as a team here to not make it awkward or uncomfortable. Okay, the last question is Should we talk about it with younger people so they are prepared? I definitely think talking to kids about sex, but as well as porn at a young age, is important. Now, obviously, we probably all have different opinions. This is just my opinion. If you disagree with me, you have your own opinion, and I respect that. Not only does it help prevent these activities, but it also takes out what this curiosity of what this is in their minds. Many parents are afraid of telling their kids too much too soon, but many parents realize that they've waited too long when they shockingly discover that their child has already had a pornographic encounter. There is always hope for healing, but it's much easier to deal with the problem before than after a child has seen porn or even a teen. I believe that a lot of parents nowadays, not all, but a lot, have allowed themselves to have this uh, false sense of security when they believe that they've, quote, dealt with the porn issue by simply surrounding their kids with a giant bubble, you know, such as um, these filters that they put on the screen or, you know, whatever. So I think parents, though, they need to focus on helping their kids understand the big picture about porn so that they can develop their own self-control and convictions later on. It's also impar- important for parents, I believe, when faced with sexual temptation to approach it in a difficult or in a biblical way. Um, and I'm talking about the parents, like when they're faced with the sexual temptation to approach it in a biblical way, because kids, they watch your every move. And so kids are going to see their parents find their purpose. So are you going to find your purpose in satisfaction and um Your your identity in the Lord, or are they seeing their parents watch romance movies all the time and listen to music that talk about really sexual things every second? Do they see their parents talk about sex in a healthy way and embrace the beauty of it after marriage, or is it coming across as a embarrassing, shameful, awkward way? Like I said, they watch your every move, so you know try to kind of think about okay, how do I approach these sexual type things, Um, and then I think that will you know, truly show these kids um, how to approach it in a healthy way. An article I read said it becomes much easier to talk to kids about complex issues like porn when we've already established a strong foundation of God's good plan for sexuality. So truly don't let the shame and condemnation of your own mistakes keep you from talking to your kids about porn. Just like any other struggle in life, kids are desperate to hear how you face these temptations. Um, and I would just say the main takeaway is don't just teach kids about the evils of pornography, which it is evil, but give them such a love for God and a passion for his truth and, um, really building that foundation of finding their worth in the Lord. And then that will just teach them of how they can have convictions from the Holy Spirit, which tells them how to turn their eyes away and how to not go to a certain site or watch a specific movie. Ultimately, it boils down to letting the Holy Spirit guide you in terms of what, how much, and when to share. And that's different for every person, every kid, every teen, um, every parent. So you just have to go with however the Holy Spirit's leading you. So lastly, I just want to say, friend, that if you were struggling with this and you're hearing all of this stop, <laughs> I want to just encourage you, let this episode convict you in a way. But also, I want to encourage you that you can fight against the enemy and you can win. Our God is so much stronger than the things of this world, than the enemy's lies and of darkness. But you have to take that first step of repenting and bringing it to the Lord. A more helpful way to motivate someone who is struggling with this is just show them you got to look to Jesus. Look at where Jesus was feeding the people, the fish and the bread in Matthew. He said that he is the true bread of life. Whoever comes to him will not be hungry and whoever believes in him will not thirst. Jesus was comparing himself to food and food is a bodily satisfaction. When you eat bread, you don't need anything else. It satisfies you. So what Jesus was applying in this is when you come to me and when you trust in me, I will fill you up to the point where you don't need any other substitute. Your thirst won't be quenched. And the practical way to fight porn is to look to Jesus and say, Lord, only you can be to me what I need. If I'm struggling with control or fear or anxiety or comparison like I was, you have to pray this. I had to pray this. I had to say, Lord, only you satisfy me. So if I need comfort, God, you are it. If I need security, Lord, you are it. If I need peace, it says that in John, that Jesus leaves the peace that is with us, not as the world gives, but only as he gives. The world gives so many fake things, things that they say, oh, this is satisfying you, or, oh yeah, this feels good, this distracts you. Pornography and these other things, They give you a fake peace, but it is more fruitful, satisfying, more in the long term and more of an eternal way to fight against this by really trusting Jesus and focusing your eyes on the things above. He promises so many things to us that you are loved, that you are seen, that you are worth more than rubies, that he will take care of you, that you are free, that you are victorious, that he bought you by the blood of Jesus, that you are transformed, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you will be saved from your enemies, and that you have been redeemed from destruction, that you've been planted in the house of God, that you will be able to run along with his commandments that you have been given the mind of the Messiah, that you chosen before the foundation of the world, and you have been delivered by the power of darkness and conveyed into the kingdom of the son of his love, that, Through the redemption of his blood, the forgiveness of sins, you have been set free. Jesus promises all of these things to us. So we have to find everything in him instead of the world. We have to find everything in him rather than these temptations. And we have to find everything in him rather than these things that try to satisfy us, which actually don't satisfy us. He is the only one who satisfies us. And he is the only one who fulfills us. So I just share that in case that you are struggling with this. I share that in case you know someone who is struggling with this. In case you want to be there for someone. um, Maybe you've never had these thoughts personally, but you want to be there. That is such a great thing. If you have struggled with these things personally, friend, Know that you will get through this and know that there is no shame or condemnation, that God will set you free, but you have to turn your eyes to Him. And I cannot say that enough. You have to turn your eyes to Jesus. And guess what? He is not going to turn you away. He looks at you with so much love. Oh, He loves you so much. And so just know that, remember that, and let that sink in and let that be your identity. So, You all are awesome. You guys are all loved, seen, and known by the King. And I pray, oh, I pray that this um, episode, this one, part two, and as well as part one, encouraged you. I hope it blessed you. And if you all struggle with watching pornography, or if you have more questions, or if you want to know how to help your family or your friend, your um, family member or your friend, please know that I'm here and that I don't look at you with shame as well. And so just come to me. Um, You know, this has been a battle for me for several years and I believe that I've been truly set free from it. Um, And so, like I said, no condemnation. So be willing to come to me if you'd like. My Instagrams are open. If you have my number, um, go for it. You can text me, you can call me, whatever. And just know that I'm also here to pray for you all. So Thank you for listening, everyone. Um, I just ask that you would share this episode with anyone or that you would follow along and subscribe and that you come back for the next few episodes. They will be more lighthearted and um, not as deep, which this is a good subject that we're talking about this, but I also know that can be really, really heavy. So the next episodes, they are more lighthearted and not as like uh, convicting, I guess, (laughs) or deep. So anyway, I hope you guys have a great week. Know that I'm always here, like I said, and, um, just keep your eyes on the things above and continue to pursue Jesus in deeper ways. All right. See you guys.